50 years of protections gone. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The Trump administration formally proposed a rule last week that strips away protections that have been in place for decades for waters all across the U.S. In what's seen as a victory for fossil fuel producers, farmers, and real estate developers, the proposed rule retains protections for large bodies of water, rivers, and streams, but removes safeguards for many wetlands, intermittent streams, and groundwater. E&E News reports a group made up of current and former EPA scientific advisors have filed a complaint calling for an investigation into the process leading to the new rule, charging that it was based more on politics than science. They claim the final rule contradicts the overwhelming scientific consensus on the connectivity of wetlands and rivers and streams. They add that officials instructed staff not to submit comments for the record. The new new rule, which will be implemented in 60 days, is sure to be challenged in court by environmental groups and some state attorneys general. The outcome, if it makes it to the Supreme Court, is not certain. One environmental law expert told Politico that conservative justices on the court may not like the way the Trump administration ignored both science and the experts it picked to advise the EPA. All of our smartphones, laptops, and electric cars use lithium-ion batteries. But unfortunately, lithium is a limited resource, and mining it can cause environmental problems. Researchers have been looking for alternatives, and scientists at the University of Southern Denmark have devised one that replaces lithium with sodium. Sodium is found in large quantities in seawater and can be easily extracted. Lithium is mined only in a few places in the world. A release from the university explains that an advantage over lithium is that sodium batteries don't need cobalt, most of which is mined in the Democratic Republic of Congo, an unstable part of the world. The sodium battery is still in a development, and researchers are working on increasing its service life, lowering its charging time, and raising the wattage they can deliver. Wildfires in Australia have burned millions of acres and have killed an estimated one billion animals that live on land. We've all seen pictures of burnt koalas and kangaroos, but in addition to land creatures, researchers worry that marine and freshwater species will also be victims as rains return, carrying silt and debris into aquatic ecosystems. Vegetation that would normally filter in slow storm runoff has been burnt. Hakai Magazine reports that ash and organic matter from the rains will rush into rivers and flow into lakes, estuaries, and seagrass and seaweed beds. The silt gets into fish gills and blocks sunlight that aquatic plants need for photosynthesis. The runoff will also cause algal blooms that consume oxygen, suffocating species that need it. To make matters worse, scientists are warning that the bushfires in Australia are pushing global carbon dioxide levels to new highs. The UK's meteorological agency predicted that 2020 would see one of the largest annual jumps of CO2 in the atmosphere since records began, with the raging bushfires blamed for up to a fifth of the increase. About 13 years ago, a man from the island nation of Kiribati migrated to New Zealand and applied for refugee status, claiming that the effects of climate change and rising sea levels had forced him to leave his native country. But New Zealand deported him back to Kiribati. The man then brought his case to the United Nations, which in a landmark ruling last week decided that governments need to take into account the climate crisis when considering asylum applications. Time reports that the case 
could pave the way for future climate refugees, but in this instance, the committee upheld New Zealand's decision, saying he didn't face an imminent risk. Kiribati is only about two meters above sea level, making it one of the places most vulnerable to rising waters. But that might not occur for 10 to 15 years, which the UN decided is time enough for other measures to save or relocate its population. Nevertheless, the UN agreed that environmental degradation and climate change are some of the most pressing threats to human rights. In related news, researchers at the University of Southern California found that in the U.S., 13 million people could be forced to relocate by 2100 due to rising sea levels. Their model predicted that the most popular relocation choices will include landlocked cities such as Atlanta, Dallas, Denver, and Las Vegas. And finally, got leftovers in the fridge? Food going bad? According to a new study, Americans toss over one-third of what they buy, and that's not only a waste of money, it has implications for climate change. Food that goes uneaten means that the resources used to produce it, such as land, energy, water, and transport, are wasted as well. Beyond the loss of being able to feed the hungry, when food goes to the landfill and rots, it produces methane, a greenhouse gas even more potent than carbon dioxide. Researchers from Penn State analyzed data from 4,000 households and found that those with higher incomes generated more waste and that people who took a shopping list to the market or travel farther to a grocery store tossed less. They also found that households with greater food insecurity, especially those that participate in food assistance programs, wasted less. The researchers found that size matters. A household of two may not eat an entire head of cauliflower, whereas as a larger family might consume it all, perhaps at a single meal. A number of municipalities are implementing food waste strategies, such as offering curbside composting. Compost sequesters carbon and creates a natural fertilizer for farms and gardens. Several large cities, including San Francisco and Seattle, have implemented policies that restrict the amount of commercial organic waste that can go to landfills. This summer, Vermont will be the first state to ban household food scraps from ending up in the dump. That's it for this week in water. We'll see you next time.